0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Rant Not Over. I am Rihanna and I am the um, pretty dope host of this pretty mediocre podcast. (laughs) Um, I'm just being humble. So thank you again for tuning in if you're a first um, time listener or if you're a repeat listener. Either way, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Um, I just do it for fun. I love to talk, and I started this with the whole premise of, like, most of my conversations, whether it's a monologue or with another human, um, they just end up being so fun and powerful and, like, introspective, where at the end of it, I'm like, damn, I wish I would have recorded it. So, lo and behold, Rant Not Over was born. Um, So just to give you a little like visual, I am definitely sitting, not definitely as if you were supposed to know this, but I am sitting on my bathroom floor right now recording. Um, I'll have to take a picture of the setup and show y'all, but I'm like literally sitting on my bathroom floor. I have my laptop in front of me on a stool and my microphone on my laptop. And I have my peppermint tea next to me and my phone on the other side. And, um, Yeah, if this gives you any insight to who I am as a person, I am a procrastinator. And the reason I'm in my bathroom with the door shut is because I have a malfunctioning smoke detector and it keeps chirping like every, I've tried to count, it might be 60 seconds, I don't know, I haven't actually timed it, but anywhere between 30 and 60 seconds it like leaves out a little chirp. So, I figured that would be really annoying to have um, as a background noise in my podcast. And it's been going on for, like, probably two weeks now. (laughs) Um, But it doesn't happen, like, all day, every day, which is why I haven't yet to get another battery. I even got to the point where I literally just, like, unplugged it from the wall or, like, unhinged it from the wall, took the battery out. But because I'm in an apartment and they probably don't want a lawsuit... They have wired the smoke detector into my ceiling. So that shit is still beeping, even though it was literally hanging from my ceiling. So lo and behold, I will go get a battery tomorrow. This is me admitting it and holding myself accountable because it's embarrassing that I have not yet went to go get a battery. I live two blocks from a CVS. Um, I'm going to fix it tomorrow. So I'm literally sitting on my bathroom floor recording this podcast to you know, I did it for you guys. Cause you know, I don't want you to hear the little chirp, chirp in the background every 30 seconds. That would trigger me. It does trigger me. Um, maybe that's why I'm going crazy. I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, I gave myself the goal of, um, creating a podcast to go out every Friday and I am solo today. Um, disclaimer, sorry, I do not have a guest, but you know, I just want to give a quick little rant. I have like a long list of things that not a list of things, but I guess a list of topics that I wanted to talk about or that I do want to talk about eventually. And um I didn't really have anything that like stuck out to me today, unfortunately. But as I was kind of like looking through these, I'm like, oh shit. Like I had this conversation with a friend this past weekend. I have this conversation, I think, with at least anyone during like every day who's willing to listen to me talk about it. And so I think it's pretty fitting, um, that I rant about it tonight, but if you saw the title, you already saw that it is about, um, basically like self accountability and self responsibility. Um, you know, basically like shit happens in life and it may not be your fault, but it is your responsibility. And this essentially boils down to not becoming a victim of your circumstances, um, You know, we're only human, so I'm sure we're all guilty of it to some capacity. But I think we all know those people who are, I mean, consistently a victim of their circumstances. Like, everything is everyone else's fault. The universe is against them. Nothing can ever go their way. They never do anything wrong. And yet, all of these things are, you know, happening to them. And I swear to God, I keep... Like, I wouldn't touch those people with a 10-foot pole. And, like, sometimes it's difficult to really acknowledge that behavior in someone right especially when you're really close to them whether it's someone you're dating whether it's a parent a close friend whomever even sometimes yourself right like it's hard to recognize that behavior um until you can kind of create some distance and like you really recognize those patterns of oh my gosh this person can never take accountability for their actions or they blame all of their circumstances on everyone else. Like they're always the victim in every situation. And um, that shit gets old and it gets tired and it gets played out. And I, you know, really pity those people, honestly, because what it boils down to is when you are not able to take accountability and take action into your own hands and take matters into your own hands, nothing will ever change. Like, As long as you are continuing to blame your problems, your circumstances, your shortcomings on anything but yourself, you give every, you give all the power to the external, right? And what can you not control? The external. So like you're giving, you're basically placing the power in someone else, in something else's hands. And when shit goes south, it's their fault when shit goes good it's also their fault or their doing but that's not ever what's recognized right like it's when something goes wrong and it's someone else's fault or it's something else's fault like we're basically giving that power to them we're not taking any of the power any of the ownership of this is actually my life and I have a lot more control than I give myself credit for and so that's kind of what I want to um talk about and I'm sure I've felt victim of my circumstances before, whether it's been financial, during school, um, you know, in a relationship, whatever it was. And, you know, it's it's hard. Like, it's hard to call yourself out on that. And maybe sometimes it's hard to gain perspective when you're in the situation. But, you know, it's really, it's easier to kind of recognize it on the other side of things. Um, and, you know, there's a few things as I'm getting older that I'm sort of realizing whether it's, you know, starting to take responsibility for my own life or just seeing other people really lack the responsibility in their own lives. Um, I think it's probably a merriment of the two, but it's, you know, I'm really just coming to the conclusion of like, this shit is really in my control. Like one of my favorite quotes, and I'm sure I've said this before, is life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you react to it. And if y'all know me by now, you know that I love me some cliches, but it's because they hold a lot of truth. Like, life is going to happen regardless, right? Like, death is inevitable. Um, You know, sickness is inevitable. Sometimes financial disparities are inevitable. Um, You know, car accidents, like inconveniences, like just even the smallest minute things, right, are inevitable, But it's not the things that necessarily happen to us that affect our trajectory going forward. It's really how we look and approach the situation and how we take control of it or whether or not we let it take control of us. And so, um, you know, I wrote a small list of things that I just really feel, like, really passionate about of things that we can control and things that we can, you know, hold ourselves accountable and, like, really just... Keep the, keep the power in our hands. I think that's so important because when shit is all in our hands, when we are basically holding our fate and our reaction and our happiness and our just being in general, like, it really puts things into perspective because there's no one else to blame but yourself. And it sounds scary, but I honestly think, like, and I say this a lot, like, there's no one else I would rather trust with my life my happiness my gratitude my expectations my whatever it is than myself and I think that should go for anyone because the minute you hand it over to another being another person another um occurrence another circumstance whatever it is like you lose power and you lose period um and so there are a few things like I said I kind of wrote down that I think are super important with you know it may not be your fault but it is your responsibility to work on it and make the scenario better for yourself. So the first two kind of go hand in hand, um, but closure and healing. And I feel really strongly about these as of recent, um, you know, in my adult years, kind of going through things where like, especially closure, I mean, honestly, both of them, but really closure, because I think, and a lot of us can relate to this, where whether it's a uh, friendship breakup whether it's a, um, you know, romantic breakup or just confusion in general, like whatever the case is, we always tell ourselves, "Well, well, if I just had closure, you know, like I'd be able to move on. If the other person just gave me closure, I would be able to move on." Little do we realize that closure does not exist from the other person. It is our expectation of their closure. Is it our? It is our expectation. For them to feed our ego, for them to give us a why, for them to, like, little, do we realize that we're expecting this closure from this other person with an agenda in mind? Like, we're not expecting, quote-unquote, closure. If they say anything, then I'll feel good. It's like, no, we're expecting them to say a certain thing, and then we can, quote-unquote, have peace, have closure, move on. And that's not the case. Um, You know, it really is coming from yourself. Like you have to give yourself closure because even if someone does give you, like I keep saying quote unquote, but it's because I'm like actually doing air quotes because closure really is a loose term. If someone's giving you closure, um, it's never going to be what you envisioned and what you actually need to move on. And like, that's not every time, but I'm saying probably most of the time you write their answers are never going to suffice, they're never going to scratch that itch, they're never going to completely, you know, just make you feel better, I think that's what we want, is we want the other person to say things to make us feel better, to make us feel, you know, less nervous, less hurt, like, whatever the case is, and um, I just really feel strongly about giving yourself closure, whether that requires, like, for me personally, like, journaling is always my number one For a lot of things, just for feelings, emotions in general, it really helps me to detangle all of the batshit crazy thoughts that go on in my head that are always swirling around with, like, no direction. And so I always envision journaling just, like, me, like, carefully unthreading all of that yarn that's, you know, wrapped up in my head um, carefully word by word, sentence by sentence onto paper And so that's really important. Like, let yourself feel the emotions of hurt, sad, confused, angry, right? Like, it kind of, you are kind of going through those, you know, six stages of grief. And when I say closure, I think I'm mostly talking about, um, you know, breakups. um, Because I think that's where a lot of people, like, feel like they need closure. And, you know, it really is, like, I heard this recently. I'm not going to act like I coined this term, but when you're going through a breakup it's almost like grieving someone who's still alive which is kind of like wild to think about right like even a friendship if you have a friendship breakup like even a family member right like if you fall for the family member you're essentially grieving someone who is still on this earth and i don't think that's any less or more difficult um, than grieving someone who was gone. I think it's different. I don't think they're very comparable, but I think it's different, but it's still a sort of grief, right? Like there's a, you know, a sense of denial, um, you know, which is usually the first stage of the six stages of grief. Then there's anger, like, well, let me go back denial, right? Like, so say, um, say someone leaves you, right? Like you're dating someone, whatever, it's been a year or a few months and they leave you. And at first is denial. It's like, oh, this isn't really happening. Like, they're going to come back. Like, they don't know what they're missing. Like, you know, they're just blah, 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 blah. right? It, we can kind of just, like, swipe it to the side because it doesn't feel super real. Um, and the next stage is kind of anger where it's like, oh, my, like, you know, you get really angry. And it's a lot of confusion. And there's just a lot of emotions built up. And you're just pissed because this is how you're channeling your hurt. And then it's bargaining, whether you're bargaining with yourself or with the other person, you know, it's, or whether you're bargaining with God to like, you know, if I do this, you know, bring this person back to me or whatever the case is, it's like you feel kind of hopeless and like you're pulling at strings because you'd rather have that person than nothing at all, even though that person is probably not great for you in the first place. And then there's depression, right? That shit kind of sinks in. Like it hurts. It's painful. You're like sitting with the emotion of sadness and, you know, just kind of grieving that person leaving your life and it really does hurt and then acceptance um finally just accepting and not finally as if like you know it only takes a few weeks but just the acceptance of this is how it's supposed to be and this is my path and everyone that is meant for me will stay in my life and everyone that is not will leave and it's always easier said than done with literally everything but I really do think that it kind of goes in that motion and um you know, I think coming to the acceptance, all of this to say that, like, it is your responsibility. Um, and that may suck to hear, and it sucks to even admit it to myself, but it truly is my own responsibility, your own responsibility to give yourself closure and to not expect it from anyone else. Because the minute you expect shit from someone else, no matter the capacity of your expectations or no matter the capacity of what you're telling yourself your expectations are... um it's never going to feel actually fulfilled because you're the only one that can truly grant yourself that closure and that opportunity to move on and to heal, which brings me to my next uh, kind of topic of taking self responsibility, which is healing. I think that goes hand in hand with closure, but just healing from like hurt and resentment and bitterness. Like we, I think we've all harbored these feelings in our lifetime of, resentment towards a family member a friend a you know a romantic partner whatever the case is like bitterness like it will eat you alive you will literally it'll fester into poison inside your body it'll come out in ways that are you know make you a nasty person it'll like make you unhappy even when there's so much shit to be happy about like it just festers and it lingers and it's actually toxic. Like, there's that old adage that says, um, oh, fuck. <laughs> what is the old adage? I forget the uh, noun that it's used, but it's, like, resentment. Basically, like, resentment is expecting or swallowing the poison, expecting the snake to die. Like, basically, you're the one who's hurting behind it, and the, and the person who you know, you're holding this resentment towards, like they're not feeling that pain, right? Like you're the one that's harboring it. Like we almost do it thinking that, oh, but I feel this way. So like, you know, they're going to feel that I'm harboring this resentment towards them and it's going to eat them alive. Like, no, the only one that is suffering is you. Let that shit go. Heal, pray, go to therapy, journal, you know, get into an exercise routine where you're able to like really just come to terms with whatever that hurt is, whatever that resentment, whatever that bitterness is, and maybe that's, you know, it's just a matter of, like, having a conversation with that person, like, yo, listen, you hurt me, or I feel this way about you, and, you know, I've done this before, where I was super upset with someone so close to me, like, one of the closest people to me, and I was like, I don't, like, I, you know, excuse me, I held resentment for so long, to the point where, like, I was, I couldn't even be a good person to this person right? Like so much time had passed and I thought I had quote unquote healed just because of time, but I never truly dealt with the festering bitterness that I harbored. And it came out at every turn. I was always short and just like, you know, bitchy and just like, no one deserves that. I didn't deserve to feel that way. And that person didn't necessarily deserve for me to react that way. Every interaction we had. So I just was a matter of like, listen, I'm hurting and I'm sorry for hurting you because I'm hurting and I don't know how to get past this, but I need to start just by talking to you about it. Um, and I think that makes a really, it made all the difference. Like, I mean, that day I said those words. I physically had a, I'm like taking a deep breath right now because I remember how it felt to literally have that weight lifted off of my shoulders. Um, it just the healing, it is your responsibility, it is no no one else's, like, you can't always wait on that apology, you can't always wait on this person's behavior to change, right, like, especially if it's a family member, and, like, we just want to love them while we're here, it is really difficult, because we can't choose our family, like, they're still a good person, but there's things where you're just, like, want to shake them, and, like, wake the fuck up, and, like, you know, you just got to love them while they're here, and you can't hold that, you can't hold that, and, you know that pain, that hurt, um, because I think life is too short, and uh, part of a part of healing is just like accepting um, that doesn't mean ignoring your feelings. I think it means the complete opposite. I think it means validating your feelings, validating your emotions and your perception on things, and realizing that this is how you feel and also realizing that it's okay for things to exist simultaneously of like this is how you feel. You can keep your distance. Um, but at the end of the day, if you truly cannot change someone, you either have to step away altogether or just love them and appreciate them for who they are while they are. You know what I'm saying? Like while they're still here, just accept that um, and tolerate it to your own, you know, boundary. But that is a part of healing, is just like knowing that you're not going to be able to change someone. And so taking that into account, now what? You can't heal, that, or you can't fix them, so do you walk away and heal, or do you stay and create boundaries and heal that way? Um, So let's go to a lighter topic, because I feel like that shit was real heavy. Skirt, Uh, health and wellness. Something else that you can hold yourself, you know, it's not your fault but it is your responsibility like uh you know genetics play a huge factor your upbringing plays a huge factor your you know environment of what you were raised in what you were raised around how to eat um exercise lack thereof like whether you were forced to be active as a kid or whether you were allowed to just sit in the house and play video games all day like whatever that looked like for you I tell people time and time again, I don't tell them, but I think I think this, like, you can't become a victim of your circumstances. Like, yes, you may be overweight. People make transformations every single day. Yes, you may only be used to drinking soda and eating cheeseburgers and pizza and processed food all day, but you can make the change. Like, I just, I hate when people feel like they're stuck and, and I know what that feeling feels like, right? So this is coming from a place of empathy and compassion, but to feel stuck in a rut of, well, I'm already too far gone. There's no point in changing. And um, I just think you, at that point, are giving up on yourself and your ability to create a better life for yourself. And you're, again, putting the responsibility on the external, right? Like, well, you're you know, giving food, shitty food, the power to have control over you. You're you know, giving... The lack of movement, lack of exercise, lack of, you know, caring about your wealth. Not wealth, (laughs) health. The um, ability to basically just take control of your life when you have so much more control than you think. And that's just kind of what I want to hammer home is like so many aspects in your life you have control over. And shit may not be your fault. Doesn't mean you have to be a victim to those circumstances Um, because it is your responsibility to ultimately level up, take care of yourself. Like build yourself up, personal development, all of these things that are so important for in my opinion, a fulfilled life. Like I may not have a lot of things materialistic. I have a damn good circle of people around me and I have a really good foundation within myself. And those are things that I have built and I've curated. Um And that's what life is about. Like, I could sit here and wallow in my shit all day, make excuses all day. And, like, from my experience, being around those kind of people, those are the most miserable people because they can't take that, you know, accountability because they can't um, create that self-awareness for themselves to, like, pick themselves up off of the ground and keep it moving. Um, And then the last one is just environment. Like, it's the people you hang around It's the things you listen to. It's the things you allow into your body, into your mind. You have a lot of control of that. And um, it really does make a difference in your mental health and your happiness and your overall wellness and just your quality of life. And so, again, things that you can control. It may not, you know, be your fault that you fell into this circle of friends or whatever else, but it is your responsibility to pick yourself up and relocate to a better environment to better surroundings um it really is your responsibility like your life is your responsibility and no one else's I don't I'm not saying I don't care about your shitty upbringing you know that definitely is valid but it's like you kind of have two choices are you going to let it dictate your being and your future and the rest of your life because of you know someone else's actions the first 10 years of your life or are you going to be like Are you going to do it in spite of, right? Like, use that adversity to your advantage instead of using it as your excuses. And I think that's, I feel like mic drop. Like, that's all I got to say. Like, use your adversity to your advantage. Quit using it as your excuse to not do shit, to not be shit, to not get shit done. And I feel really passionate about it because I'll do another episode soon. Um, I want to have someone, a guest on for this one. But, like, about personal development, I think... I've never been happier in my life because I'm self-aware (laughs) and it's like a blessing and a curse. I think, you know, I know a lot of people that are like that, but I genuinely think that being self-aware and holding yourself accountable and having self-responsibility, um, truly create the best life for yourself because the people that don't have that, they seem happy on the outside. I think it's a facade. I've seen it and on the inside. They're hurting. They haven't healed. They haven't given themselves closure. They're just, it's a mask. Um, and so I'm sorry if you disagree, you know, but this, these are just my thoughts. This is just me ranting. Uh, it's late at night. A bitch is tired. So tired. And I have to sound stuffy. I need to go blow my nose. Um, but, yeah, that's just my little spiel. Like, just really take accountability for yourself, for your own life, for your own actions. And just, when it's in your hands, you have control over it. The minute you give it to somebody else, you're giving them your power and uh i just think you should take ownership and take control because that's when that's when beautiful things happen when you're really when you're really like able to own your shit good and bad and all the in-betweens so again quick little rant it probably wasn't quick i don't even know how long this was at this point um, but thank you for listening i really do appreciate it i will have more guests on have some fun topics popping off coming up soon so Thank you for listening to Rent Not Over, um, and we'll talk soon. Peace and blessings.